Welcome to another episode of Auto Service World Conversations. I'm Alan Jansen, editor of Cars Magazine and Jobber News. This is a podcast that brings you new ideas, comments, and concerns about the automotive repair and service industry, sponsored by SiriusXM Canada. SiriusXM is making it possible for you to offer your customers three months of free satellite radio. Go to SiriusXM.ca slash four shops for details. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Tracy Carnahan. She and her husband, Gord, are the owners of OK Tire Park Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. Like every shop in the country, they've had to radically redesign their entire process from client intake to shop procedures to transaction completion. Tracy says it all boils down to the word trust, but not the way we normally use that word in this industry. Like so many other things these days, the word trust has new connotations. I called her up to talk about it. Hi, this is Tracy. Hi, Tracy. It's Alan Jensen calling from Cars Magazine. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm well. Let me uh, start by asking, how big is your shop? How many bays and how many employees do you have? Uh, we have 10 bays, having just completed a recent expansion. Uh, we have, currently have six employees and a new one starting on uh, number seven starting on Monday. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's great to have somebody starting in the middle of a pandemic. That's a bit unusual. Um, a little bit, but, you know, we're taking this as a growth opportunity and full steam ahead. Mm. So in this industry, we often talk about cultivating trust among our clients, but, but by that, we usually mean uh, trust that we can do the job they need done. But you suggest that the definition of trust is changing. How so? It's absolutely changing, Alan. People are trusting us for something that is a, is a real threat out there that you can't see or, or have any have any awareness of. One thing, they're, they're trusting our facility, uh, that it's clean and sanitized. They're trusting us in their vehicle. Um, it's a closed space. They're trusting us to sanitize it before and after and that no one that they're coming in contact here is sick. They're also trusting us to go to their homes and their place of work to pick up their vehicle. Um, and, you know, I have many people watch us uh, as we wipe down their door handles and their steering wheel as we're dropping it off and picking it up and wearing the gloves. So there's lots of other aspects of trust that are just not something that was thought of two months ago. It's interesting that clients used to be kind of self-interested in that trust. They wanted to make sure that they got good value for their money. But now they're looking for something a little more personal. It's This is trust that you will keep them safe in some very tangible way. Yeah, absolutely. And with respect to a situation that is new to us, we all got the same COVID-19 information the same day, right? And they're trusting us to keep up to date. They're trusting us to know the products to use. They're trusting us to know the best practices. And and as a shop owner, I guess the trust factor extends also to your staff. Absolutely. So, and that goes both ways. You know, we had a lot of blunt conversations saying, you know, you you guys could bring something in here. You know, think about your spouse or your kids or or, or things like that. Um, but we also had to ask them to trust us that we were doing the research and that we were getting the products and and that if they wanted to stay home for whatever reason, maybe it was anxiety or, or real or perceived or whatever, to trust us that, that that's okay. Um, you know, people are the most important thing in our industry and that's staff and that's customers. And, and you need to be comfortable with the decisions you're making. There's no playbook here. No one can go back and say, you know, back in the pandemic of 2015, this is what we did. Mm-hmm. No one can say that. Yeah. And the part of the family, in a way, is the suppliers as well, because they're bringing product to you every day. Absolutely. And that trust goes both ways. And we have, we have, we have 
two or three key suppliers. They said, this is, this is our protocol. This is our practices from the time that they brought their product into their warehouse. And who's going to be delivering? It's going to have the gloves and the mask and no one's going to be sick delivering. And likewise, they're saying, okay, so when we come into your store, has it been sanitized? Is anyone sick? Right. It's just communication between the two sides, really. Absolutely. Now, you said that in the past month or so, even though your business is down generally, you've actually picked up an unusual number of new customers. Yeah, we we have. And that's a, that's a measurement we've always had as a business is to say, who's a new customer to us? In terms of what do we attribute that to, I really think it's that it's, it's some social media to some degree, but also that referral, A, to say we're open, these guys are open, and B, this is how they took care of me, and C, that you can trust them. Mm-hmm. There's that word again. Absolutely. Trust. Now, you've, um, you've converted your customer shuttle into a community service in some way. How, how does that work exactly? Our business is in a somewhat residential community. And we thought, okay, let's think of our worst case scenario for however many weeks. Nobody comes in. There's nothing for us to do, but we still need to serve this community. What if somebody does have a flat tire? What if somebody does need us? We're going to be here. And then we thought outside the box and said, what else can we do? So we can't put a shut out there. We emailed, we texted, we put on Facebook, all our social media and said, do you need anything from us? Do you need us to go pick up your prescription? Do you need some groceries? Do What do you need? We will run and get that for you. And, um, and it was well received. People have appreciated it. It just felt like a real obligation and responsibility to our community to do that. Mm-hmm. And that it's wonderful that you're not really thinking about revenue or, or a commitment of any kind from these people. It's just you want to do the right thing. Absolutely not. And we made it very, very clear that I don't even need to know you. Yeah. Do you need us? I'm never going. I'm not going to follow up and say, "Okay, well, you know, we know it'll change now." <laughs> right? it, was, <laughs> it, it was really like, "I'm happy to help you." You know, Tracy, I was struck by something that you said when we first started emailing back and forth. You said that uh, that you guys are so much in the thick of things that you hadn't really had a chance to think about what was all what was all changing in your business. Uh, do you think a lot of shops are lost in the haze of this coronavirus, and uh, do you think they need to stop and consider how the business is changing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's interesting you say that because uh, Gordon and I attended a, a webinar this week with uh, with Rick White, who, of course, is an industry expert, um, and talked about, you know, getting back in the saddle, back in the swing of things. And what is this going to look like? And one of the comments he made was that many shops, and this is his words, are retreating, meaning that they've, you know, they've shut the doors. And, and I say that not with judgment. For some people, maybe that was, was what they needed to do. So that's fine. But what we have learned having stayed open is what we have to do to adapt and that, we, and that we can, right? We've proven a lot of things to ourselves and we're really excited about that. I think the haze of coronavirus has been, I'm, I'm going to shut my doors and when I open it again, everything's going to be back the way it was. It is not, mm-hmm. not in any industry going to be back the way it was. Right. This is this is a society altering thing that's happened. Yeah. The hard part is that we don't really know what it's going to look like when it opens up again. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we'll have to adapt to that. Yeah. And and those of us that have stayed open, we've had the benefit of saying what's worked and what hasn't. Like we're a well-oiled machine now Mm -hmm. in terms of 
everything from you know spray down the remote control when somebody left the uh, <laughs> left the showroom to uh, uh, you know wipe down the bathroom to everything. Like we're a well-oiled machine. We don't have to figure this out. Yeah. It occurs to me that we may not get sick as often in the future because we now know a little bit more about hygiene. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me, Tracy. You've given me a, a lot to think about, and I know you guys are, are very busy, so I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk. Thank you very much for the opportunity. This is certainly um, information we're you know happy to talk about. All right. Thanks so much, Tracy. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. It was nice talking to you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of Auto Service World, the podcast. If you have any thoughts on what we should be talking about, or if you've got something you'd like to share with the automotive repair and service industry in Canada, send me an email, alan at newcom.ca. Thanks to SiriusXM Canada for sponsoring this podcast, and thank you for listening. See you next time.